So Philip is, finds himself on a dark, deserted street corner, um, illuminated by a, a gas uh, light street lamp. And in the uh, glow with him is your, your friend and the um, subject of your hunt, our pasty-faced, red-nosed clown holding a, a knife and, and facing you with a, a nice big smile. So Philip is there. He has a valise in his left hand. His pipe is in his right. And he is taken aback by uh, Stinky the Clown here. <clears throat> and I believe he is going to take a step back and say, um, now, 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 my friend, I... I believe we're being a little hasty. And the clown smile seems to, to just exaggerate even more, literally ear to ear. And it holds the knife out, gleaming in the in that light. And it just one big oversized red shoe just takes a step forward. And you hear a high pitch uh, laughter, although you don't see it coming from his mouth, but you hear it. He is going to take a second step back and hold the valise in front of him as if it was a shield with one hand. This is now, 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 I must warn you, I am, I am an experienced pugilist, and I demand that you stop right now. I would like to have you do a spot hidden roll. Certainly. Thank you. Apparently, I did well. You did. You did well. So in the light, and, and, and you are standing, somewhat standing your ground, Philip can see a cut on the arm that is holding the knife up. You see, uh, Philip can see a cut in the material of the sleeve. It does look like it actually has gone down and, and nicked the, the flesh. And it seems to also, it coincides with the story Cookie told you about how she was attacked and that what she had done. So you do know that apparently you can hurt it. But Philip is going to note that, and gosh, he's going to start crying for help. Help! Police! Constabulatory! Anyone! The clown is going to rush towards you when you start screaming. Oh, God. His cries are going to grow into another uh, high-pitched shriek. And he is going to throw his valis at the clown and use his free hand to start scrambling for that piece that the agent gave him disgustedly. Okay. All right. So let's make a, a throw real quick. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. What Now... I'm an ignorant person, and I hope there's probably one other person that's listening to this who also can say they don't know either. That would be me. What's a valis? A valis <laughs> is, you know, when you're you're watching those old-timey uh, private eye movies in the black and white with, like, Humphrey Bogart, mm -hmm. and they've got that that big, like, that leather bag that's got the, the handles at the top, and you pull it open, it's like a super big purse, but it doesn't have the shoulder strap. Okay. It's like that. What's it filled with? It is filled with magnifying glass. There are uh, some charcoal sticks and pieces of paper there. There are various pieces of accoutrement that would have the police uh, asking questions. <laughs> Samples of uh, stones, what looks to be like plaster of Paris. A spare box of matches and a tin of tobacco, which is now going to go everywhere, I'm assuming. Okay, so you you did your throw roll and you did you got an extreme success, which is fantastic. So you chuck this phallus and it just lands square in this uh, clown's face. You could roll. Um, let's. You, you, does one d four, one d six sound? Uh for that fair. Because it's Philip, who's not the most physical mm -hmm. of people, I'm going to go with a d4. Okay, you want to roll a d4 and tell me how much damage you do? I have rolled a 2. Okay, so you've done two whopping points to it. 
Let's also make a, a luck roll. Let's see what happens to this uh, Valus after it, you know, hits him in the face and then begins to drop to the ground. Nothing good, I'm going to assume. So after it, after it hits the clown uh, in the face, it then drops just with a hard thunk. And Philip, you can hear the, the sound of that magnifying glass cracking the plaster of Paris. You hear it all shatter. The little sample bottles, if you had them, they're cracked, crushed. Who knows what is now leaking or spilling or whatever on the books and the papers in there. Oh God! This is just a fate worse than death. This is this is what brings the insanity. So the the clown is is reeling and he's stunned. It did stop him in his tracks, and you see the smile fall from his face. It's instead of that big giant grin, it's now turned into this big angry frown. Do another spot hidden for me. I shall. And I have apparently succeeded again. So you see the frown, uh, you see the smile turned down, and you see the frown angled down. And as you watch, the frown just angles down more and more. And his head is, like the, the lower half of his face is starting to slide down more and more. And it separates from the, the upper part, the upper jaw and the, the rest of the head. It, it's now just that frown. It, it's, it's splitting apart. And within this weirdly disjointed clown face, you begin to see a, a smooth, oily, black surface within this. It, it almost looks like a, a whale skin kind of texture. And as the top and the bottom split further apart, they kind of fall, and within the clown, there's this other being, faceless, just the oily black. And you'll watch as the clown continues to shed or molt this, this outer clown facade, and you'll see wings begin to unfurl from the back and spread, and you'll see the arms kind of long, insecty length oddly jointed uh the knife clatters to the ground because why does it need a knife now when it has those lovely claws at the end of those long insecty arms and it is a whole new horror standing in front of you philip is petrified and i can only assume that philip is standing slack-jawed uh in horror as this thing is unfurling with its claws and its wings and its inky skin. And by the time this metamorphosis is over, the outfit of the clown just lays in a pile at the foot of this uh, creature, like a crumpled suit after you take it off and just leave it on the floor. And the, the wings just spread out big. And again, you hear... The high-pitched laughing. And we are going to ask you to make a sanity roll. Close, but not quite. So you failed your sanity. Um, I have. And on a failed sanity roll, let's see. I want to make sure I use the absolute correct. It is a d6. All right. I am rolling one d6. And my D6 is a 5, which brings me to 37. <laughs> and my breakpoint is 36. What does Philip do now? The knife is on the ground. He has the creature before him. He has called for help. Philip is, he is rooted to the ground. His left hand is uh, shaking as if he was in an earthquake or perhaps in a train that was derailing. It is scrabbling at his pocket where the pistol is and he can't get his hand inside his, the, the pocket of his tweed jacket. He just can't do it. And in his right hand is his pipe and he's clenching it so hard that 
blood is starting to drip from his hand onto the ground. We're at the group. The rest of you, uh, minus Philip, you are running through the dark streets of Philadelphia, headed toward the sound of the scream you initially heard. And then you hear another scream fill the air. And it helps you to navigate your way towards it. You round a corner and you all come upon a scene. Everybody do spot hidden just so I can see what everybody will notice the most and the least. So all of you, as you come around this corner, you see across the street a street lamp that is spilling its light in a pool below it. And below it stands Philip, perfectly still, and he is staring up at a creature. Everybody that's here except for Finn, you notice not only this creature, but you also notice at the creature's feet is a pile of white fabric, some other weird fleshy type texture, as well as an oversized pair of red shoes. Philip, you are, as you already know, terrified about this, but you do see out of the corner of your eye with that critical success across the street in a quick glance, you see the group of people. You are no longer alone. So everybody that's run up on the scene, one of you gets to describe this creature as you see it. I'm going to assume the other creature killed the clown creature because I can't see Philip doing it and it had deflated as though it were a balloon. That can be Bruno's theory of what happened. So can I roll Cthulhu Mythos on this thing? Yeah, I'll let you roll that, and then if you would like to be the one to describe it, since you are the one not currently freaked out. So what do you believe it is? (laughs) Some evil demon from uh, the pits of hell, because, you know... That's what everything is, according to Finn. This creature has big, leathery wings, a set of arms. It doesn't look to have eyes, but it has these horns. And then uh, one of those type of digitigrade legs. It's the ones that look like a horse or dog sort of thing. A really long tail with a spike at the end. And it's black looking, like a black leathery everything and it has its its skin is tight against its skeleton what do the four of you do upon rounding the corner and seeing this creature and take pictures Philip as you are standing there and you see the movement out of the corner of your eye you are blinded at the bright flash And the creature as well is surprised by it. And then it turns its head, swinging it around to look where that flash came from. And now the creature is looking at the four of you. Bruno gets shaken out of his little bit of a stupor with the flash of the camera. And he sees Philip in a very precarious position about to be, I'm going to assume, at least mugged, if not murdered, by uh, what is very clearly the Jersey Devil reach in under my coat and pull out the little derringer that my mom gave me. I'll just kind of put it out and be like, Oi, what do you think you're doing here? Take a couple of steps toward him, making myself kind of like feel real big. And I just start coming right at it. No hesitation. Just a couple of steps across the street. Just yelling, you know, get the fuck out of here. And uh, just being really loud. I think Cookie, she would see it and be immediately scared. The Flash. And then Bruno's tough stuff. Cookie's not going to back down from a fight. So she'll be right there behind him trying to yell at it as well. The creature with the Flash and now this loud noise being shouted at it, it takes flight. It goes up into the air a little bit. And you'll see as it lifts off from the ground that white fabric and other weird material kind of falls off of its feet and is left in a pool on the sidewalk. 
And the creature uh, is up in the air about 20 feet, but it's not leaving. It's just kind of, I guess, still waiting, engaging to see what's going to happen. But all of you will then start to hear, and Philip, you've heard it before, this high pitch shrilly <laughs> laugh. Cookie, you've also heard it before. I'm going to scoop up a rock or something off the ground and huck it at it. The creature just kind of looks at it, uh, the rock as it sails by. You'll start to see it kind of circle a bit around you all. You could, Two of you took a step forward. The other two are still back, and Philip is across the street. So it's a big circle. But it, it flaps its wings and is still contemplating what it's going to do with you. But we can all roll decks for initiative. Or not roll decks, just what is your decks? I, I misspoke. So, Philip, what is your decks? Uh, my dexterity is 35, which is 15 under par. Sam? 70. Cookie? 40. Finn? Finn has 60 decks. And Bruno? 55 with a currently readied weapon. So, Sam, at a dex of 70. What do you wish to do? The creature is about 20 feet in the air, circling the group. Uh, with it looking down towards us, trying to figure out what to do, yeah? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm going to aim my camera at it. I'm going to take another picture. Hopefully that flash will maybe blind it a little bit. Okay. Plus, I need proof, because I seriously don't believe that this is happening. Okay. You take a flash, and again, you catch it just as it's uh, swinging around looking in your direction. It brings its hands up. You see its head shake, and it kind of jerks back a little bit. It doesn't like uh, that bright light in this darkness. It's a bit too much of a change in lighting for it. So because you do that, you're going to see it begin to swoop down and move towards you. And it's going to try to grab out with its claws at you. It fails to make its mark. I see the thing diving at me, and I am just scrambling backwards and didn't realize the curb is there, and I fall straight on my butt. Camera in my lap as the thing misses over me. Finn, you've seen the beast go and attack Samuel. What do you do, Finn? So Finn tries to remember from his uh, Catholic schooling a proper way to exercise demons, and he's saying something in Latin. But it's not an exorcism. And he's also has his knife out and making like, um, sign of the cross because demons. Okay. This is a, a great plan. Bruno? I finished crossing the street, grab Philip around his lapels, and I'm going to start dragging him and pointing the derringer down an alleyway. I'm like, come on, we got to get away from it. I'm assuming Philip is not resisting me. No, because he is still frozen and will be until his turn rolls around. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to imagine this is not the first time he's been grabbed around the shirt. You would be correct in that assumption. Cookie has seen her share of scraps before, and she knows it's smart to stay by the big guy. So she is going to follow Bruno and look for some kind of a weapon or a shield, maybe a trash can lid, something that she could try and protect herself from those gnarly claws she saw. Roll a spot hidden. Cookie, as you are following Bruno across the street, and he grabs Philip by the lapels and starts to drag him, it causes Philip to kind of catch that pile of the white fabric on the sidewalk, and you see the a blade of a knife on the sidewalk glinting off the glow from the street lamp. Definitely pick it up and ready myself with my weapon. When you pick it up, you notice that crumply uh, white fabric. That other kind of material is kind of a, a fleshy, leathery type of material skin. Ew, I have clown goo all over. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> and then you can start following Philip and Bruno. And then, Philip, you're being dragged. As he is starting to move, he yelps. 
And he is scrambling for his pocket as he starts babbling on about a clown suit and horrors inside. And he's seen this before, the paintings, the paintings. Paintings, the paintings, it was in the paintings, it was in the paintings, it was in the suit. It was made a suit made of meat. I give you a shake. <laughs> Oi. No, no, you don't understand. It was in the clown. It was wearing it as a suit. It came from the painting. It's, I, I don't know what it is, but I know it was in the clown. It was the clown. I have that scene where I pull him around against the wall in front of me and point up towards the fly thing. That was in the clown. Yes. Am I hearing you? Yes, you are hearing me. You, you, you sack of a man. Yes, it was inside the clown, now it is in the air, and it was going to play me alive with those claws and that tail. As you are seemingly about your wits as much as one can be in this situation, I'll let go of your shirt. He's going to trip, because this is, this is Philip we're talking about. Samuel, you hear the the ramblings of Philip. You you, you still see this creature kind of uh, circling, except now it's doing an in and out movement. It, it goes down low towards you guys and swoops back up. It looks like it's maybe just looking to see where it's going to hit next. If I can figure out the direction, I guess, it's trying to come for whatnot as I'm coming down that alleyway towards them. I want to keep an eye out for something that I can use almost like a bat kind of protect myself and I still want to get low so that I mean I didn't like the thing swooping down at me in the first place so I'm wanting to stay low and kind of find somewhere else that I can hug against the wall maybe two sides a dumpster trash can something like that if you want to like do that much stuff try to find something to use as a, a club like weapon and find something to take uh, cover behind can you make a luck roll for me sure You'll see a couple things. You're going to see a piece of a branch on the ground. And it looks hefty enough. It's it's a few inches around, about three feet, three and a half feet long. You can grab it. This is like a semi-residential area. You'll see the sidewalks are kind of lined with those half brick walls like that are about four feet high. You can hop behind one of those if you want in order to hide. Yeah. You just swoop up the branch and then just hop over a wall. Pretty much. Just keep trying to like call out to the guys if I see it coming down. So my beastie is going to look around and he's going to be attracted to the sound that Finn is making. He is going to come down and, again, reach out with the claws to try to uh, do some damage at you. Finn is going to try and swipe back with the knife he has prepared. One of its claws dug in real deep, picked Finn up off the ground and bore some ligaments. And he fell back down to the ground shortly after. And then, screaming in pain, because uh, it's now his turn, uh, scrambles towards the others to... Uh, Bruno and Cookie and everyone else. Those those claws are feckin' sharp. Yes, well, thank you for testing out their sharpness. My Finn tries to remember a spell. He keeps muttering in Latin. But it's not the right Latin. Bruno. Finn's been hurt. Oh, fucking kid. Philip is babbling. I have a movement rate of seven. Can I go grab Finn and make it back to this alleyway, or is that... No, Finn ran towards you guys. Yeah. You guys were all moving towards you. have not found the cover yet. But you can go back and, and grab Finn. How close is he? To you? Uh, about ten feet. Is there a door inside the buildings that we're next to in this alleyway? Yeah, it's going to be a luck roll. A hard. How close is Finn to me? I'll say he's probably farther away from you. I picture Sam and Finn were on the other side of the street, 
uh, Bruno, Cookie, and Philip went into the alleyway. Finn got picked up, fell, and then ran towards the alley while Sam is still on the other side of the street. So, Bruno, you're going back and grabbing Finn and dragging him yeah. towards the alley. And is that going to be your turn? Looking around real quick, seeing that there's no door into these buildings. You do see a building up ahead, the rear of a building. You do see a door. It's about 60 feet away, and you would have to be uh, with no cover in a street. You'd have to like run up a street to get to this back door to this building. Yeah, I'm going to go grab Ben off the ground and half drag, half carry him with me. Fair to say that's going to kind of uh, knock your movement rate down just a tiny bit. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm just going to spend my, my turn doing that. Carrying this stupid kid, it's stuck in the, just kind of gripped up and bringing him with. I want to help. I want to do first aid, but I can't do that while they're running. So I think I'll just stand and like kind of go behind and, you know, watch their six, basically. So you don't want to try to attack this creature. You do have a knife. If it comes close enough to us, I definitely will try and stab at it. Um, but I it kinda... is darting in and out. So I'll say on a on a dart as you watch it, you can make that attack roll. I definitely am going to try and kill it. It's going down. There you go. Kill it. So you rolled pretty well. Very nice. It swoops down to grab at us again. And I just grab my knife and hold it sideways so that the blade is along my forearm and just kind of hack at it. Its skin is so thin that it just cuts into that thigh muscle as it goes by. The creature lets out a horrible, high-pitched, wailing, screeching sound. It is in pain. You see it kind of clutch at its leg And it actually causes it to start to come close to going onto the ground, like it started drifting downward toward the ground, and it recovers before actually landing, but it kind of still stays only about five, six feet off the ground now. It's not happy, Cookie. It's not happy. Tried to attack my new friends. I'm glad it's not happy. Watching the thing get wounded, Philip starts to laugh. And he steps forward and he's still grabbing at his pocket and he says, Of course, of course. How how do you hunt a bird? You you shoot it from the sky. If only I had a shotgun, Bertram has the shotgun. He loves the duck hunting, but I oh I have this. And he is going to pull the thirty two caliber revolver that the agent gave him out of his pocket in his left hand. He is going to aim with his right hand realize that nothing happens. He's actually going to make the little sound and he's pointing a bloodstained pipe at the creature. And he thinks this is all terribly funny, but his pistol is ready for the next round. Samuel, you've seen Cookie damage it. You've seen Finn get hurt by this creature. You are cowering behind a wall with a sizable branch and the creature is only about five, six feet off the ground at this point. And it's, like, in front of me, between me and the guys, right? Yep. The group. It's actually facing Cookie in the group, so you are, you would be coming up behind it. Yep, I'm going to run up behind it and, like, double hand, try to hit this thing as I try to rejoin everybody else. So, Samuel, as you decide this is your, your big moment, right, you, you hop over the wall and run at it in his excitement to try to regain ground and get back together with the group, he puts both hands on the garden wall and not realizing that the big branch is in his right hand and it's now on the wall, which is on top of his left hand. And he tries to hop over and the one left leg doesn't quite make it over the, the wall. And you know, not realizing that uh, I'm a short guy, he, he fumbles over the wall and, lands on the ground with a loud clatter getting up looking as this thing seemingly now notices that he's there 
Do you want to take some damage or do you want to have your camera get busted? Nope, I will take some damage. Just take two points. The beastie, since you've made your loud clatter, it, it hears you and it sees you now laying on the ground vulnerable. And it's been hurt and it doesn't like those people over there because they cause too much pain. So it turns its uh, sights on you and the high-pitched laugh is back. And you see it come at you and you see the tail whip from its backside around and it's just going to try to make a good hit on you. And that tail is going to find its mark. You're going to take a couple more damage. That tail is going to catch you right in the leg, right above the knee, thigh, quad area. Just a nice, good slash. I will definitely be screaming in pain. Finn, you're bleeding. Finn backs away a little bit more, knowing he probably can't take another one of those. So he just tries to remember his spell, and he mutters some stuff, and this time Gaelic, see if that uh, brings up any memories. And it... This spell that you remembered, for the spell to take effect, the caster must succeed in an opposed power roll with the target. When you uh, speak the incantation that you remembered reading in that book of yours, it was titled Baleful Influence. When you speak these words, you all can see it, and and Finn, you'll see it. The creature stops moving, and it waits for a command. Go away, and And don't don't come come back. back. Having heard the words, the creature begins to fold in on itself. The legs come up. The arms fold in, the wings begin to fold, and it just keeps compressing further and further in and on itself until it pops out of existence. So you think. Well, let's find somewhere um, to patch me up, if we don't mind. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. (laughs) He just asks so nicely to go away, and it disappears. Was that in Latin, Gaelic, or English? Oh, yeah, my book's, yeah, the book is written in Latin. So I would have given its command in Latin. I just kind of look at where it was, look back to Finn, look to Philip, then look to Sam and Cookie, just like, what the fuck? Sam is just shaking his head. Holding his thigh where that thing pierced his leg. Cookie's just happy that it's gone. She's going to take a look at her two damaged, you know, compatriots and do a little triage. And uh, she goes to help Finn because I assume he's the most damaged of the two uh, and try and perform some emergency first aid just to stop the bleeding. Well, as everybody else has everything well in hand. Philip is going to strive over to his valis and start going through it to see what he broke when he heroically slew the clown and brought the gargoyle-like creature out. Cookie, go ahead and make your first aid rolls. Philip, as you're going through your valis to see what's been broken, I believe we've already discussed the damage you will find. Cookie is working on the other two. She's not doing well. She's trying, but she doesn't have all the material she needs. And it's just, she's not able to assist them in the dark without supplies, you know, without light. It's just, if anything, she's probably causing more harm than good. And you guys will hear a car approach and eventually um, the bright lights of uh, headlights will illuminate all of you. So Philip will hold up his pipe hand to shield his eyes and bitterly complain about the loss of his favorite magnifying glass. The car stops. Car door opens and out gets a, a figure. And you hear a familiar voice. It's like, did you, did you find it? Did you find the clown? Yeah, it looks like he just got here. So Philip will drop his pipe hand, and he will pick up a large floppy shoe and hold it up as if it were a trophy 
from a safari deep in the wilds of Africa. The agent walks up to the two of you that are apparently hurt, and uh, he's like, well, what happened? Just it was, uh, it was the Jersey Devil. Horns, big wings. Yeah, I, we didn't see the clown or nothing. I don't know what you're talking about with a clown, but I got pictures of the thing that jumped at us. There's a demon from hell who has claws the size of, I don't know, size of a, a small child. That's what happened here. It definitely looked like a demon. It, it was for sure a demon. And it disappeared, I think, back to hell. Oh, yes, yes. It's a Joyzy Devil. I don't know if you ever heard. Is that the same thing that burned down the Pine Barrens? Did you see this before? As a local legend, I didn't think to actually see them for reals. I don't know what he's doing in the Philadelphia's. And he'll take his thumb and index finger, put them up on his forehead, had uh, horns, take his arms, put them up real high, you know, big wings, point over towards Sam, where he got slashed, like, whip-like tail, and then point over towards Finn and be like, big fucking claws. Look at them. Just kind of pulling his shirt to the side, be like, look at how, look at how fucked up he is. Yes, yes. All of this, all of this is very true. All, all, all the things that they've said is are, are perfectly cromulent. But uh, the real detail of this beast is that it's very polite. <laughs> it's very polite. Um, the the young man simply spoke to it, and it disappeared. That's all it had to do. All we had to do is say, "Oh, hello." No, you need to go now, and it would have disappeared. And instead, <laughs> two people got slashed and stabbed, and oh dear. Is he okay? Like, what is... You just... I went to a proper Catholic school and remembered an exorcism. I tell you, it's a demon. I spoke the right words and it poofed out. Not nah, it fucking hurts, it does. We have to get these guys to a doctor. They're clearly severely injured, and I just don't have any tools here to really help them. He looks a little bewildered still. He's really eyeballing Finn pretty hard. Yeah. No, we'll, uh, let's, let's get these guys, get to a hospital. We'll get them checked out. Uh, I think we'll get this one over here checked out. Um, he's pointing to Philip, obviously. Yeah, let's do that. And then, uh, I think we all need to sit down and talk about what happened. But no, you're absolutely right, Cookie. Let's get these people some medical attention. Get you guys pile in the car. It's a little cramped, but you guys can get in there. As we're going to get in the car, I'm going to lean down to Finn and be like, proper Catholic boy curses like a dock worker. And just kind of lean up. Yeah, you can work at the docks and still be Catholic. You should see the real dock workers. They uh, swear up more of a storm than I do. I, uh, my dad was a dock worker. I, I know my share of dock workers. Right. So, you know, they cost an awful lot more than I do. Go to my pocket, pull out a flask, unscrew it, take a hit, pass it to Finn before we get in. Yeah, Finn will take a proper swig. He downs the rest of your flask. Just have that look of just trying to fight back a smile, but just a, just a small head nod of approval. Thanks, I really needed that. Drive you to the hospital you guys can get your wounds tended to and Philip I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with you they put you in a room and try to talk to you Philip is going to sit in his chair his valise will be in his lap and he's just going to have just this grand smile on his face and he just thinks everything's so funny and he'll be talking about meat suits for a while the two are getting tended to Philip is in a room with a nurse. She is trying to, um, you know, take blood pressure, take temperature. And Philip, you're just being Philip? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, he is gesticulating wildly. He's spraying little flecks of blood from his hand. His pipe is still in his right hand. 
as he's talking about giant clown with a knife and a funny red nose and a high pitched laugh coming from his belly. Uh, he's going to look around and see if there's any uh, pictures or any other hangings upon the wall. Nope. The walls are bare. There's like um, anatomy diagrams. Doesn't matter. He's going to get up and he's going to tear them down. He says, no, nothing on the walls. If they are not on the walls, they cannot come out of the walls and they cannot attack us. Have you no shame? The nurse is just a sir. You need to sit down and calm yourself. I will not calm myself until all wall hangings are taken down within my sight. I'm going to leave you here. I will be back with Thorazine. Fine. He'll flip the chair. And when she uh, goes out, she actually will lock the door. She's worried about you. After a little while, though, and they, they've calmed you down with some meds, the agent will come along and gather you up and, and will gather the rest of you up. And um, we need to go back to uh, HQ. We need to go through a debriefing. We need to talk about some things. Stick us in a truck for three hours. Have us out for an hour. And you want to stick us back in a truck again? Yeah, I thought I was done. You said we just had to deal with the clown. We dealt with the clown. I'm practically home. Can't, like, I just go home now? I don't think the doctors are done with my leg. Doctors say you're fine. You've got stitches. It'll heal. You're fine for a car ride. We need to get statements. We need to file reports. There's questions that have to be answered. You need to come along. I got your statement right here. I'll flip them off. Well, you can come willingly, or you can go to jail for obstruction. I look around at everybody else and gauge their reactions on this. Cookie doesn't want to go to jail, but she's not going to be intimidated by Agent Peterson. So she just kind of continues to look at him with that screw you look in her eye. Sam is holding on to his leg, not really knowing what to make of the entire situation. Uh, this is the first time he's had like major damage to himself, and it's not exactly fun. Finn is sitting in a chair, holding the gash that he has, getting proper medical treatment, so he's just kind of waiting for uh, that to be finished. He seems quite happy to be not outside in the cold. How high is Philip? No, it's Hi, Philip. How are you? He's about there. So I'm going to look around at these guys. One injured. Well, two injured, one on drugs. And another one just like, meh. What time of night is it? I know it's night. Going on midnight because you guys have gotten to the hospital and had your medical attention. They've, they've stitched you up. They got you ready. They've, they've got Philip calmed down on drugs. So... Why now? Why not in the morning after a night's sleep? Coffee, a little breakfast. I'll point to Philip. I ain't sitting in a car with him. You see him? He's, and I'll wave a hand in front of Philip. Uh, Philip will look behind him because clearly there's somebody behind him that is being gestured at with all this negativity. Look at him. He's going to be no use to anybody. Who am I looking at? That's that's good. And I just pat him on the shoulder. Just pushing down a little harder than I should. Oh, capital. The agent looks unamused. Bruno, I, I, I'll be blunt. Pretty sure you may disappear in the night if I wait until morning. And we aren't going to do that. So, if you guys don't want to get in the car, fine. But it means we're all going to be in one big room together for the whole night. So either way, you're in a car or you're in a room all together the whole night. This means we don't have to be out on the road in the middle of the night after what we just found. And I can't speak for y'all, but I know me and Finney here got a bed right here that we're sitting on. Yeah, these hospital beds. (laughs) Oh, and we can tell stories. I have the most amazing stories from Marrakesh and Baghdad. Hey, who flipped the picture over? What? What? Where? He's going for a picture. Where's the picture? It's got to come down. So, seeing that you guys are being obstinate, 
he'll uh, kind of wave over a nurse, whisper in her ear, and then um, look back to the rest of you. There. I've secured us a room in the hospital. You can enjoy your beds, and uh, we'll all stay together for the night, and then we'll do the statements in the morning. Is that okay? Uh, it gives you plenty of time to tell us what a librarian is doing, threatening us with arrest. How about uh, something to eat and uh, something to drink so we can pass out? This is a hospital, not the Waldorf. Yeah, but you seem like you have things, you know, pool in places. How about just a quick nip? And they have to have some food around here. Not that crap hospital food. Something's got food. We've been in a car. You haven't fed us. You're not even taking care of us. I'm pretty sure we're like indentured servants at this point. Oh, no, 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 no. No, the agent was quite generous. See, he gave me this. And he's going to pull the gun out of his pocket and start waving it around. See, he gave me this. He's very nice. In a hospital. In a hospital. The agent's going to quickly snatch that out of Philip's hand. Just, uh, Look, fine. Just, let's just get in the room so we can talk. All right, I'll, I'll have, have your dinner brought to you. Just, uh, you guys are exasperating. Exasperating. All we're asking for is a little hospitality for doing what seems to be your job. Yeah. Thank you. I just a uh, bro nod with Cookie, just like, yeah. Oh, don't mind them. They're just being recalcitrant. A few minutes later, a nurse comes back and directs you guys down the hall. There's the room that you'll be in. It's uh, one of those rooms that can sleep four, but they've crammed uh, some extra cots in there. The beds are for the people who are wounded. The cots are for the others. He'll usher you all in. Shut the door, and he'll take a seat and take his hat off and look at you guys and say, You know, Bruno, you bring up a good point. I like to think I always do. Yeah, you guys did the job I couldn't do, which makes me think maybe you guys should uh, be doing this job as well. I beg your pardon? You guys are a pretty tough crowd. I mean, you two, pointing to Cookie and Bruno. You two seem to be able to handle yourself and not back down from a challenge. So you, when you're not high, you're, you're pretty smart and can figure things out. And Oh, well, thank you. You're very good at research and investigation. He points to Sam and he looks at Finn and he goes, and you? He's very polite. There's something. Hmm, I haven't put my finger on it, but there's something about you. But it doesn't matter because all of you work together to make that happen. And yeah. That thing. I, Luck of the Irish. Well, your luck's just going to keep coming in then, my young man, because you are all going to be deputized as uh, agents of dirt. What? Huh? A deputy. An agent of dirt. You will all become government agents. You will all investigate uh, cases like these. You will all solve them and protect the citizens of these United States. I'm no copper. Not asking you to be a cop. I'm not certain you can say that anymore. Although I, I should say I am a member of, of Her Majesty's realm and not in um, U.S. citizen, whatever you're called. I just want to make sure we're going to be compensated for this. I can't help but feel there are some steps that you missed between what we was talking about and what you're talking about now. So uh, we got all night. Philip screams, but everyone thinks it is like a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> that about sums it up. I would take offense to that, but it's 
eerily accurate. Take a couple of steps toward him, making myself kind of like feel real big. How tall is this thing? Its size is seventy, so it's 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 bigger big. than your average person. You're you're looking up at it. I'm size eighty five. I'll have you know. All right, fine. So you're looking eye to eye at it. I mean, it does have a little bit of a hunch due to its posture and yeah. stuff, but go to my pocket, pull out a flask, unscrew it, take a hit, pass it to Finn before we get in. Yeah, Finn will take a proper swig. Although he's 15, so... Uh, oh, yeah, he, he he can take a proper swig, no problem. Nicely done. <laughs> Good Irish boy. Might as well spend one of your... Too lucky you got left to make that into a hard success. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he downs the rest of your flask. <laughs> Motherfucker, it backfired. <laughs> All we're asking for is a little hospitality for doing what seems to be your job. Yeah, thank you. I just, uh, Bro nod with Cookie, just like, yeah. Oh, don't mind them. They're just being recalcitrant. I don't think the high five was invented yet, but no, it if it not. was, there would have been a <laughs> high five. I'm not certain you can say that anymore. Although I, I should say I am a member of, of Her Majesty's realm and not an um, USian citizen, or whatever you're called. Also, are there any wall hangings in here. No. Okay. Hospital rooms are bare. They've learned. That's good. <laughs> I love your obsession. <laughs> Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get it without a net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we'd love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.